As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job or a new full-time role, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com. That's ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. Hey, it's Cavino and Rich. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated BF Goodrich All-Terrain TAKO2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. Go to TireRack.com sports. That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Winner, winner, chicken dinner! This is Straight Out of Vegas. Straight Out of Vegas! With the voice of Vegas, your host, RJ Bell. Pay that man his money. You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. Live from the Vegas Strip, the pregame show America has always wanted. Here's Bernie Fratto. Well, in a world of questions, we've got answers. In a world of problems, we've got solutions. And as I've said many times before, sports are the greatest reality show invented. You can script everything but the outcome. And you know, there's an old saying, man's mind stretched to a new dimension. Well, it never returns to its original state. Tonight, we're here to stretch. On that note, I'm Bernie Fratto. We're coming to you live from the Las Vegas Fox Sports Radio Studios. Well, the NBA Finals are around the corner. What have we learned? We'll discuss, but not until an all-important Game 7, which is just hours away. Don't look now, but here we go again. Are the Oakland A's really coming to Vegas? I'll give you the latest... And what I know, what needs to happen next. Um, and I'll give you my thoughts and actually my prediction. And, uh, of course, I've got some Vegas stuff. We've got some NBA stuff uh, and and much, much more. Some interesting prop bet NFL stuff that's already happening. It's, I've used the word stuff too many times. You get the drift. Sports are entertainment, but they're more than that. They're a shared experience as such. People want to talk about them. You've come to the right place. We've got a lot to talk about tonight. This is Straight Out of Vegas, the pregame show you always wanted. And as they say in Carboni's Pizza in St. Paul, Minnesota, yeah, Carboni's Pizza, it's amazing. It's on Randolph Avenue in St. Paul, Minnesota. As they say in Carboni's Pizza, Minnesota, it's going to be lit. Before I dive into the show, I want to wish everybody a wonderful, happy Memorial Day weekend. Let's do our best to count our blessings. We are the land of the free. Because of the Brave. I understand the NBA playoffs have been an artful. They haven't particularly been 
exciting from the standpoint there have been a lot of blowouts, but there have been some amazing storylines. Now, Golden State advanced. Say what you will about them. But they were in last place two years ago. and you got to give their front office credit. What did they do since then? They drafted Jordan Poole out of Michigan. They had to develop him. They traded D'Angelo Russell for Andrew Wiggins. I'm going to get to that in a minute uh, because uh, I don't care what Draymond Green says. You know, he likes to talk. He likes to hear himself talk. The betting markets in Las Vegas this year were pretty active on Golden State. They were one of the top four teams to win it all. And right now I think they're poised to do so. I liked Boston to win it all. I'm a little concerned now only in the sense that what happened in game six at home against Miami Huge top credit to Jimmy Butler. He put on a show for the ages when the Heat were facing elimination. But Boston showed their youth. And they've got a first-year coach in Ime Udoka who's done a phenomenal job. But those two things reared their head because the Heat got turned up very hot the other night. And Miami prevailed when it mattered most. It was tied with about two minutes to go. And Boston went on a check that. Miami went on a 12-3 run. But look, it wasn't that long ago this series was 2-2. But Boston was frankly dominating. Right? There have been only four lead changes going into game five, and none since quarter one of game one. Boston had a plus 28 point differential cumulatively heading into game five. Boston had won 13 out of 16 quarters. And yes, the series was seemingly lopsided, even though it was 2-2, 70% of the time. The lead was at least 10 points or more by one of the teams. Head into game five, Boston wins handily by 13. Now, cumulatively plus 41. Boston heads home. You figure they're going to close it out. They were laying nine and a half. I'm glad I didn't bet that game. Miami wins outright. Game six, Boston loses 111-103. Jimmy Butler, 47 points, wills his team to victory. Both teams played pretty well. What if I told you cumulatively both teams went to the free throw line 56 times and made 52 52 of the 56 bull teams from the charity stripe. That's good for 93%. Boston still heading into game seven, plus 33 cumulatively. Celtics, oddly enough, now three and four at home this year in the playoffs. In the last two playoff series, you know, they couldn't put teams away when they needed to, but they did when they needed to. Department of Redundancy Department. Interesting phenomenon for Game 7. Only the third time, only the third time in NBA history has a Game 7 host been an underdog. Now, people have been complaining about the blowouts, but I am enjoying what I consider to be the developing stories and developing situations involving the NBA. Should Boston prevail and advance to the NBA Finals and face and face the Golden State Warriors. What's the storyline? The storyline will be finals experience, which is Golden State with Steve Kerr. You've got Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, uh, certainly Steph Curry and, and company against elite athleticism. I, I don't think I've seen a better, more intimidating vertical athlete than Robert Williams. When he closes out on the shooter in the perimeter, he must get 12 feet in the air. Again, the storyline Golden State finished in last place two years ago when the Lakers won it in the bubble in 2020. I give their front office huge credit. Two key moves. They drafted Jordan Poole out of Michigan. They traded for D'Angelo Russell, or they traded D'Angelo Russell for Andrew Wiggins. Now remember, 
this just didn't fall in the Golden State's lap. Last season, the Warriors assigned Jordan Poole. He was struggling at that point. He was a second-year guard to the Santa Cruz Warriors for an 11-game stretch. But when he came back, he was polished. He was more confident. Now there's no question Jordan Poole is a fixture of the Warriors' offense. He's averaging nearly 18 points a game as Thompson stand-in. So, the Golden State Warriors, they advanced to the NBA Finals for the first time since 2019. They beat Dallas by 10 Thursday. They win the series in five games. Give it up to Klay Thompson. He led the game in scoring, recording 32 points, two rebounds, three assists. He had entered Thursday's game averaging just 19 points a game. But here is why, again, the storyline to me matters. It took 941 days for Klay Thompson to return to action after two major injuries. But look at him now. Meanwhile, Steph uh, Curry, he wins the Magic Johnson Western Conference Finals MVP award, and he averaged 24 points a game against the Mavericks. So even though the Warriors only finished third in the Western Conference during the regular season, well, they get to the NBA Finals, and I got to tell you, they're going to be a tough out. It starts Thursday. Now, let's talk about tomorrow and beyond. I, I do believe Boston will advance. I have not placed a bet on the game. I've laid the two and a half on the road at Miami, game seven, which is just you know, a few hours away, probably what, about 13 hours away? No, check that. It's 5.30 Pacific, so a nice, nice primetime game. I said it with Jason Martin and Arnie earlier. I really believe Robert Williams III is the key to the Celtics' success, okay? You've got Jason Tatum. You've got Jalen Brown. They're elite-level scoring options for the Celtics. Al Horford, he's been absolutely terrific. And Derek White has really stepped up uh, coming on and off the bench. However, the Celtics, I think their most important player is Robert Williams III because his tenacity on the defensive end of the floor is frankly what makes Boston a true championship contender. Now, Williams has been hobbled at times this series due to knee soreness. He's con- but he's continued to show why he's one of the best rim protectors in the league over the course of this series. He had a massive impact in Game 5. Um, he did, you know, he had six points, 10 rebounds, one steal, three blocks. And, uh, Williams has had five games in this series where he's had at least two blocks. Now, all night long, Miami looked to attack the paint against Boston, but they were either denied by Williams or sent back the other way due to his incredible ability just to contest a shot and bother the shooter. He's incredible at that. I get it. Williams isn't going to make much of an impact on offense. But he's kind of the anchor underneath for the Celtics defensively. And his ability to contest any shot around the rim really alters anybody's approach on offense, whether they end up playing Golden State or, again, later today with Miami. By the way, in this series, the Heat, they've had a very hard time getting into the paint, especially Bam Abadeo. And a lot of credit, again, goes to Robert Williams. The dude's only 24 years old, but he's already turned himself into a high-impact defensive center in the NBA. Before I get to a quick breakdown of Sunday's matchup, Miami catching two and a half at home against Boston. Tip-off, 8.30 Eastern time. I want to tell you what impressed me most about the Warriors during the Dallas series. They look incredibly organized on both ends. They've got an offensive system built around Steph, but they're fluid. They pass the ball. They share the ball. They cause a ton of trouble for just about any defense they're going to face because they break them down. They have kind of a heavy pick-and-roll attack. Then on the other end, when you go back to defense, their transition game is incredibly smooth. They run various mechanism schemes. They cause trouble for Luka Doncic. Yes, he put up numbers. I get it. 
But, you know, the, the, the Warriors have championship DNA, and part of it is their defensive chemistry. Now the question is, okay, people are going to want to know, does Golden State match up better with Boston or Miami? The truth of the matter is Golden State matches up better with Miami. The Warriors, hey, they have struggled with Boston's defensive length and rim protection. Now they can put Marcus Smart on Curry, they can put Robert Williams and Al Horford protecting the rim, and then you've got Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown to cover up the rest of the court. There's no other defense in the league that has that type of arsenal Boston. I'm talking about Boston. Miami's they're less talented. And currently they look a little they look a little fried. But I'm telling you, man, what an effort. Give a lot of credit to Eric Spolstra and that team's culture from Pat Riley, uh, top down. But all the expectations from within the Warriors are that they'll see Boston, I believe, but I think they'd rather I think they'd rather play the Heat, just my opinion. All right. Department of redundancy department. Again, Jimmy Butler put on a show for the ages. His team's facing elimination. That's the good news. The other news, I think he's going to have to deliver another one of those games Sunday because it's on the line. And Butler single-handedly forced a decisive matchup when he had a playoff personal high, 47 points, also had nine rebounds, eight assists, and four steals. Rumor has he sold popcorn and delivered a baby at halftime as well. Game-recognized game, man. That's a smoke show out there. Showing you how it's done. The guy is was fantastic. That's the kind of that's the kind of stuff legends are made of. But I, people tell me he's a very humble guy too. He just puts in the work. Kyle Lowry, his teammates speak the world of him. And uh, look, Boston held Butler to seven of thirty-two shooting the previous two games. But what does Jim, Jimmy Butler do Friday night? He gets up off the mat and starts throwing haymakers. So I really think this game Sunday night is going to be a hell of a lot of fun to watch. Uh, and if you ask, you know, Eric Spolstra, who this is now his first barbecue, he says, quote, I'm not surprised the series is going to come down to a one-game battle. Quote, this is the way it should be with these two teams. It should have gone seven games. That's what Spolstra said. The margin for error on both sides is so small there's no two better words in pro sports than Game 7. Quote, I'm really thrilled our group gets an opportunity to compete in a Game 7 in front of our home crowd. By the way, on the other side, I'll be curious to see how Jason Tatum can step up. He's talked about being Game 7, a trip to the NBA Finals, everything on the line. Boston's been in that situation before. They know what's in stake. They know how much it means to everybody. Tatum did score 30 points in the Game 6 loss. And he is averaging 25 in the series. And Ime Yudoka said Saturday, he doesn't think winning game seven on the road is an insurmountable task. He says, look, we put ourselves in this position. We were up 3-2. And we just have to win one of the final two games. So, is you know, you'd love to finish it on your home court. But Boston's been up and down this series. And due to that, that's where there are. Not for nothing, Miami only one and two at home in this series. Game seven, Sunday. Can't wait. Coming up, are the Oakland A's moving to Las Vegas or not? It came up again. I'll tell you why it's back in the news. I'll tell you what I really think. And do I think they are? Do I really think the Oakland A's will ultimately end up in Vegas? I'll tell you later. I'm Bernie Fratto. We're coming to you live from the Las Vegas Fox Sports Radio Studios. This is the pregame show you always wanted, so don't go away. You're listening to Straight Out of Vegas. 
Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey, it's Cavino and Rich, and if you're traveling to see your favorite team this spring, you have to stay at Graduate Hotels. They're obsessed with college sports. Each Graduate Hotel is like a shrine to its hometown and local college team, but in a good way. Lots of cool details for alumni, vintage sports throwbacks, nods to campus legends, school colors, and mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? Graduate Hotels is the perfect spot for the next time you go see a game and need somewhere to crash. They have over 30 hotels coast to coast, down south, all over the Midwest, so odds are there's one where you're going, especially for games in the big conferences. You can check out all of Graduate Hotels' locations at graduatehotels.com. And when it's time to book, get up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. C-R-S-H-O-W. That's good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even posted to my my dance, (laughs) There's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Right, we're back on Straight Out of Vegas, the pregame show you always wanted. I'm Bernie Frado. We're coming to you live from the Las Vegas Fox Sports Radio Studios. Packed show tonight. We'll take you all the way up to 3 a.m. Pacific, 6 a.m. Eastern. All right, speaking of Vegas, are the Oakland A's coming to Vegas? We'll know a lot more 
on June 30th when a key vote is expected from the uh, San Francisco Bay Conservative and Development Commission. They're going to consider removing the port designation from the Howard Terminal site, which would allow, which would allow the $12 billion Howard Terminal project to proceed. Amazing renderings, 35,000-feet stadium, beautiful waterfront stadium, condominiums, office space, all kinds of things. But without removal of the port designation, the ballpark project would all but be dead. So watch out for June 30th. Now, obviously, the Oakland A's have checked that the city of Oakland's lost the Raiders to Vegas. They've lost the Golden State Warriors to the city of San Francisco is the third time also going to be the charm or will it be the charm where they actually stay they're going to have to figure something out the the uh, stadium lease up there in Oakland the legendary Oakland Alameda County Coliseum people pick on it I love the place been there many times been around since what 1968 let me just say this that the, the stadium lease ends in April of 2024, so a ballpark here would have to be ready, or it, it ends in, I'm sorry, the end of 2024. So a ballpark would have to be ready here in Vegas in by the spring of 2025. Could that happen time-wise? Probably, yeah. Here's the question. Who's paying for it? There are people who don't live here do not realize, and while the Death Star... A Legion Stadium, the new home, the Oakland Raiders, as, as well as concerts and all sort of events and UNLV football. It's sensational here in Las Vegas. Everybody loves it. It's working out great. It was one hell of a political football because a lot of the hotel tax money that was raised to go to pay for the stadium, $750 million worth, there was a lot of teeth gnashing. It was a political football. People wanted that money to go to roads and schools and all sorts of things. And that's the thing. Some form of public assistance is going to have to be made available if they're going to lure the Oakland Athletics to Las Vegas. Now, that's according to Steve Hill, the CEO and president of the Las Vegas Convention and Visitors Authority. Now, again, for the umpteenth time, A's president, Dave Caval, was in Las Vegas about a week ago for meetings with area landowners and officials. And he said his search for a Vegas ballpark has entered the final stretch. It's down to two possible locations. But where? I don't know where. People I talked to don't know where. And Kaval wasn't available for comment, but the source said he had, quote, a number of successful meetings. I've been on record. I've said it many times on this show. Could I be wrong? Sure. Do I think I'm wrong? No. I believe the city of Las Vegas is being played. Earlier this month, the A's allegedly had a list of five possible ballpark sites. Now they're down to two. Caval wouldn't talk to the media following the trip because the team doesn't want to negotiate publicly. Well, come on, man. What are we doing here? How many times do you really need to come? This has been a year-long relocation exploration, and most state and local politicians have been adamant they oppose using public money to help fund a potential A's ballpark. I believe that would be the ultimate death knell. I really, truly believe that. However, however, according to recent reports, potentially that no longer appears to be the case although a room tax still you know a hotel room tax still seems to be off the table but steve hill the president of the uh, lvcva said there are means of assistance outside of a room tax that could benefit the a's if the team does in fact relocate to southern nevada 
I'll quote him. He said, there's a spectrum of possibilities for that partnership, and I think it's worthwhile to explore some of them. I think there's a broad set of options that could be helpful in making this move forward. Just sounds like a platitude to me. I'm not trying to dog the guy, but it's so vague and obtuse. What, what can you believe? He said, I don't really think it's right to, to use a room tax, but I do think there's some methods to make a contribution that could probably make sense. Like what? What? They're going to need a ton of money. You know, I'm guessing, this is a guess. I'm not an insider on this one. They're going to need probably upwards of $750 million again. Maybe Vegas comes up with $200 million. Who comes up with the rest? Again, I'm just spitballing here, right? Now, Caval previously noted one option the are considering is to purchase land outright and build a mixed-use project with a $1 billion you know, dome stadium as a centerpiece. And make no mistake, it would have to be a dome stadium. Because once you flip the switch, it was 100 degrees here. Yesterday. People aren't going to sit in an outdoor ballpark. I mean, they've done a beautiful job in Phoenix. Our weather is very similar to Phoenix. They got the retractable dome roof stadium. June, July, August, and September, we typically have our last 100-degree day mm, around September 20th. But it's still in the high 90s. We're going to have at least 10 to 15, 110-degree days. So it's not really – and you got 81 home dates it's just to me this is just fraught with speed bumps i'm not a killjoy i'm not trying to throw cold water on them if they come here fine although the mayor you know of oakland libby schaff they tried to interview her last week and you know she's she made some interesting comments about vegas a couple months back the truth of the matter is you know the word salads are flying with all these sites in play within the strip resort corridor there's also another side to this. The team is the, the Oakland A's. I'm, I'm alluding to. They've been pursuing what they call quote parallel pass, as their team president Caval, Dave Caval, likes to call it. Working with the Oakland officials. Again, I'm going to reverse back to this. They have a potential waterfront development on the Port of Oakland's Howard Terminal. This is a 12 billion dollar mixed use development. It would include residential developments, commercial buildings, a hotel, a public space. Again, with a $1 billion water uh, front ballpark as a centerpiece. Keep, keep your eyes on June 30th. June 30th is four weeks from this upcoming Thursday. That is when the San Francisco Bay Conservation and Development Commission, I believe they will vote, and that vote will be to consider removing the port designation from the Howard Terminal site. That would allow the project to proceed. Keep an eye on that vote, June 30th, up there in San Francisco. Now, the A's must also still come to terms with the City of Oakland on development agreement. Now, no date for that vote has been set, but the A's are pushing for the City Council to hold a vote before taking a summer break in July. So you've got to keep an eye on that as well. One final thing. President Hill said he doesn't see this as a competition between Vegas and Oakland. Quote, and this is the LVCVA, the Las Vegas Visitor Convention Bureau. He said, quote, we're going to put our best foot forward and we're going to explain what we think brings a partnership like that and makes sense for them and makes sense for us. Then we'll try to get the deal. And if something else makes better sense for them, we understand that we're going to have a lot of opportunities. This is a great one, but we're not really in competition with other cities. End quote. Keep an eye. What do I say? I think we're being played. The city of Las Vegas is being played. I do not think the Oakland A's will be a reality in Las Vegas. Just my opinion, as Dennis Miller could say, just my opinion, I could be wrong.
Coming up, this is not an opinion. 5.30 Eastern, we got Game 7 in the NBA Finals. we got all kinds of data with Mackin on Sports coming up. But first, the man who is an endless supply of knowledge. Well, he just told me the other day, Bernie, guess which state has the most pencils? I said, which one, Brian? He said, of course, it's Pennsylvania. It's Brian Finley with the latest. Yes, that is right, Bernie. Great to talk to you on this Saturday night. That's if you're on the West Coast. Sunday morning if you're on the other time zones. But we begin in Major League Baseball where the Padres had a 2-1 lead going into the ninth inning. And they put in their closer, Todd Rogers. And what era, excuse me. Yeah, Rod, Taylor Rogers, I beg your pardon. Todd Rogers is actually a, a famous beach volleyball player. But <laughs> let's go to Taylor Rogers. And what does he do? He gives up a three run jack in the top of the ninth inning. So the Pirates end up winning 4 to 2 against the Padres. The Blue Jays hold off the Angels 6 to 5 as LA was pressing in the bottom of the ninth. They had three runners on base and could not get it done. The Mariners show up and show out against the Astros six to nothing as Seattle starting hurler Logan Gilbert four hits allowed over seven innings pitch no earned runs no walks while the Mets fly swat the Phillies eight to two and Philly starting pitcher Zach Eflin six innings he worked eight hits allowed seven earned runs the Dodgers hang on on the road against the Diamondbacks three to two Will Smith had that sack fly in the fifth inning to break the 2-2 tie. The Rays and the Yankees four-game winning streak with a 3-1 shelling against yeah the Yankees. Tampa wins there. PGA Tour Charles Schwab challenge through 54 holes. One round to play here on Sunday. And Scotty Scheffler, the number one ranked golfer in the world, has a two-shot lead at 11 under. And we are going to be playing, Bernie, a Game 7 Eastern Conference second round in the NHL of postseason because the Rangers they storm past the Hurricanes 5-2 to two in a Game 6. So that series is all tied up at 3. Game 7 is upon us. If there's anybody you want handling things in a Game 7 in life, well, of course, it's Bernie Fratto as he rejoins us from Las Vegas, Bernie. Brian, welcome back from all your tennis coverage. I understand you got quite a racket going. Oh, no. Oh, Ber- See what I Bernie, did there? Bernie, I was in Las Vegas. I, if I had a little bit more time, would have loved to have said hi to you. I was down there and saw Legion Stadium, and that thing is beautiful. Yeah, it is. Next time, Brian, we'll connect. Yeah. All right. Brian's right about Game 7. It's uh, about, well, let's see, 12, 17 hours away. Should be a doozy. And uh, who better to bring in than Mackinac Sports, Mackenzie Rivers? We've got all kinds of data around Game 7, Mackenzie. And uh, i got to tell you, I've always believed Boston would win it. They do things the hard way. They were a favorite at the beginning of the series, even though they were the lower seed. What are your thoughts heading into Sunday? I kind of agree with you, and I think the market is telling us a lot here, a very rare occasion we have here. Game 7... Obviously, home teams, that's why you play so hard the regular season. You want that crowd behind you. And historically, you know, since the 40s, Game 7, 80% of the time, the home team has won. This is the third time in betting history that we have recorded since 2003 that the road team is the favorite. Despite being split even, despite the whole regular season, the Heat winning two more games and having home court advantage, the market is saying the Celtics aren't just better. They're about five points better than the Heat, which is uh, pretty shocking. But then you look at the average scoring margin of this series. Yes, it's 3-3, but on average, the Celtics have won by, get this, five and a half points exactly. 
And, of course, the sixth man of the year, Tyler Hero, listed as questionable due to a groin injury. He's missed the last three games. Uh, I just feel without Tyler Hero, it's going to be difficult for Miami. I do like the Celtics tomorrow I haven't, or later today. I haven't laid the two and a half. I just feel defensively you'll get, you'll get their best effort. And the truth of the matter is, McKenzie, can Jimmy Butler come up with another 47-point performance? Right. I mean, that's the question, because Jimmy Butler has had two performances in this series, Game 1 when he put up 41, and last night when he put up 47, that are really historic performances. If you look at the advanced stat game score, which is a complicated way to say I look at every stat in your box score, your free throws, your turnovers, and have a you know a coefficient for each one. If you look at his game score... Jimmy Butler had two top 20 performances ever in the playoffs in this series, in Game 1 and in Game 6. Just to put it in perspective, Michael Jordan had a few good playoff games in his in his career. Only Jimmy Butler and Michael Jordan have over a 45-game score twice in their careers, and he did it in the same series. And they barely won, and they were tied 99-99 with seconds to go. Jalen Brown right. missed a couple free throws. So, to bring it back to Tyler Hero, I have uh, not... I don't have any insider knowledge, but I have been looking closely at Twitter, and I am saying 80% that he doesn't play. There's mm-hmm. just a lot of speculation that he's not even working out today. He's not even you know, shooting shots, the kind of things you would do to get ready to play. And if you look at the Heat performances, they scored 82 without him. They scored 80 without him. And we just said Jimmy Butler had to put up a historic performance to put up 110. So I think, and the market thinks, the Heat have very little scoring options here. We see this total opened at 201, dropped to 195. This is the third time we've seen a Game 7. It's the third time we've seen a total drop by six points, meaning the, the bookmakers know where the money's coming in, but they don't anticipate how much the sharps and the sharp money has been pounding the under. Here's one thing I'm watching for Sunday, McKenzie. If the Celtics want to advance to the finals, they got to do a better job of taking care of the ball. In Game 6, Boston had 17 turnovers that led to 23 points for the Heat. In their Game 3 loss, they had a whopping 24 turnovers. And then Game 1 loss, he had 16. What am I, where am I going with that? In these entire playoffs, the Celtics are 1-4 when they turn the ball over more than 15 times and 10-2 and when they stay at or below that number. Something to watch. Here's something else to watch. Jason Tatum, as you pointed out, this will be this fifth game seven for the Celtics. So far, Jason Tatum, 3-1 and one straight up and against the number. I expect Jason Tatum to answer Jimmy Butler's performance tomorrow. Your thoughts? I think you hit the nail on the head with the turnovers, because what is turnovers in the NBA, these professional athletes? It's really in a lack of attention to detail. And that's why we've seen when they've lost, the Celtics consistently have come back and put up their best performances, because they're that just more locked in. Now they don't have any room for error. So just to put a number on it, they've lost one game after losing a game. They're 12-1 and straight up and ATS since January. By the way, coincidentally or not, the one team to beat them coming off a loss was the Heat in March. But in general, I like the Celtics. I think that 12-1 and number is real. I think they bounce back after a loss. And, yep, my money will be on Boston. It already is for the series, so I'm not betting the game, just you know, waiting and hoping. But I do think the Celtics get it done. By the way, you mentioned Jason Tatum. It's funny because you think of him as the young pup, but he's 3-1 and straight up in ATS. Jimmy Butler in his career has only made two game sevens. 0-2 straight up in ATS. Yes, yes, that's an interesting sidelight, too. I don't know exactly what that means. What I find interesting, we talked about this probably 10 days ago, 
heading into the series, although Miami was the number one seed, they were the underdog, Boston minus 170, heading into the series. In the history of the NBA, only 12 times has a higher seed been an underdog, and they're 1-11. The only team to prevail mm. was Utah in 98 against the Lakers. That trend to me matters. That leads me to believe that the lower-seeded team is, in fact, the better team. McKenzie, setting aside the analytics, setting aside the numbers, do you agree Boston, frankly, is the more talented team? Yes, I just think the numbers have become overwhelming. You know, you set it aside, but when you're beating teams, it's a pretty simple number. When you're beating teams by 15 points per game over a three-month stretch, you're probably one of the best teams, if not the best team in basketball. The Heat have been fine. They've been, you know, you know, inspirational in their grit, but they haven't done anything that that has put put them on the on the level that the Celtics have proven over the last couple of months. And by the way, I think you're on to something where. It's rare that it, that you want to put your money and you have that home crowd against you. It's rare that you want to bet against home teams, but that's why there's value there. Road favorites the last six years are 63% against the spread because you don't want to hear that raucous crowd roaring at you when you're betting on them. But it generally, even though sometimes it's tough, sometimes it's tough to hear that crowd against you, it's generally the right way to go to bet on a road favorite like the Celtics tomorrow night. Okay, buddy, we got about 30 seconds not to put you on the spot, and you don't have to have a best bet, but you have a best bet whether it's a player prop, a side, a total, anything. What are your thoughts? Yes, I like the first half under 96 and a half. Game sixes or game sevens, the later you get into the playoffs, the better this trend is. First half unders are 68%. Round three or later, game six or or seven in the first half. And why is that? Because teams just want to be in the game. They want to give themselves a chance. In the second half, we saw this with the Maverick Suns. You know, all things can break loose. Teams are shooting threes, teams are pressing full court. But in the first half, conservative, close to the vest is the way they play it. I like the under 96. All right, good stuff, McKenzie. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, man. Good stuff. All right, it's McKenzie Rivers, Mackinac Sports. We're just hours away from NBA Game 7. Coming up, we got more Vegas stuff. The NFL, OTAs, in full swing. There's an oddity on the betting revolving the NFL MVP this year. There's already been a couple of best bets having to do with team totals futures. And the craziest bet of the year so far, well, it had to do with the other series, Dallas and Golden State. I will share with you what that was and the amount as one bookmaker called it, the ballsiest wager he'd ever seen. I'm Bernie Frado. We're coming to you live from the Las Vegas Fox Sports Radio Studios. This is the pregame show you always wanted, so don't go away. You're listening to Straight Out of Vegas. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Cavino and Rich, and if you're traveling to see your favorite team this spring, you have to stay at Graduate Hotels. They're obsessed with college sports. Each Graduate Hotel is like a shrine to its hometown 
and local college team, but in a good way. Lots of cool details for alumni, vintage sports throwbacks, nods to campus legends, school colors, and mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? Graduate Hotels is the perfect spot for the next time you go see a game and need somewhere to crash. They have over 30 hotels coast to coast, down south, all over the Midwest, so odds are there's one where you're going, especially for games in the big conferences. You can check out all of Graduate Hotels' locations at graduatehotels.com. And when it's time to book, get up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW, C-R-S-H-O-W. That's good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky, they're saying, Cal's a bust, he can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Now we're back on Straight Out of Vegas, the pregame show you always wanted. I'm Bernie Fratto coming to you live from the Las Vegas Fox Sports Radio Studios. Before I go any further, I want to thank my broadcast team back in Los Angeles, turning all the dials, keeping us glued together. That would be Eric Kemp. Chris Perfett, and of course, Brian Finley on the updates. Appreciate all the teamwork, guys. They will be with me until 3 a.m. Pacific, 6 a.m. Eastern, as Straight Out of Vegas transitions into Fox Sports Sunday. All right, I teased the craziest bet all year, and come on. We know that no NBA team has ever come back from a 3-0 deficit to win a playoff series. That was the case when Dallas was down three games to zip against the Golden State Warriors heading into Tuesday. That fact didn't stop a better at Caesars Palace from wagering, wait for it, $50,000. Now, the odds were 30-1, to 1, so if Dallas had come back and won four straight, he'd win, he'd win $1.5 on the Dallas. Essentially, he put thirty grand. check that, fifty grand to win a million five on the Dallas Mavericks to win the Western Conference Finals after they were down three games to zip, it had never been done before. I mean, you have better odds than, uh, you, you know, the Gil- Gilligan's Island re-recording the, uh, you got better odds than, uh, uh, what, Led Zeppelin re-recording the Gilligan's Island theme song and selling a million copies. 30 to 1, not, those really aren't that great odds considering it's never been done. So the bet was placed Tuesday 
But then Dallas went out that night and beat Golden State 119-109. They staved off elimination, but they head back to San Francisco when you saw what happened. The same better. He's consistent. He also made a $10,000 wager to win $750,000 on the Mavericks to win the NBA title when they ballooned to 75-1. to Again, according to Caesar Sportsbook VP of Trading, Craig Munklow, he said, this is easily one of the ballsiest wagers I have ever seen. See, there have been actually there have been 3-0 comebacks in other sports, but never in the NBA. That's sports betting at its finest. Here are a couple of bets that I think are legit. These are from pros. Now, again, and we're going to get into some NFL stuff later in the show. OTAs are underway. Many camps are underway. It's never too soon to start talking about the NFL. I'm pretty sure 14 weeks from Thursday we have our first uh, NFL regular season game. I know the Raiders are playing in the Hall of Fame game this year. And I heard something. It's like, what, the first Thursday, I think, in August? I have to look it up. It's right around the corner. I mean, June 1st is Wednesday. So it's it's upon us. And I will tell you that the handle already on the NFL is healthy, particularly preseason totals bets. And there are two preseason totals bets that pros I know and trust are on, and these make a lot of sense. The first one, the Dallas Cowboys win total this year is 10.5. Now, I realize they went 12-5 and five last year, but they lost Amari Cooper, Cedric Wilson, Randy Gregory, Connor Williams, and the truth of the matter is the other teams in their division have frankly improved. Dallas, I think, has regressed somewhat. Here's the thing. The pros are on the under of 10.5. There's one kicker to this, to me, that would be a real caveat if you think the Cowboys are going to win 11 or more games. Remember, they benefited tremendously from their turnover ratio in 2021. They were plus 14 on the season. That was good for number one in the NFL. Them and the Colts, Cowboys and Colts. Turnover ratio, plus 14. When that happens in the NFL, typically the opposite happens the next year. These things have a tendency to reverse the next season. That's why one of the reasons the pros like the under Dallas Cowboys, 10.5. One of the other bets that the pros feel is solid is actually the Raiders over their win total of 8.5. The Raiders added Devontae Williams, who is arguably the best receiver in football. You pair him up with Derek Carr, that right there improves the Raiders. As, you know, I would see the rest, you know, although the rest of the division is also improved, it very much improved the Raiders. Now, it's been a while and you have to be a real slappy to remember this kind of stuff, but I bet a lot of people do. What, what, what Carr and Devontae Adams did at Fresno State was incredible. They already have a ton of chemistry. They have a real bond of friendship. They set records in TD passes and receiving yards at Fresno State. They led the entire FBS. Look, the Raiders have a great offense. If they can stay healthy, solid offense. And they add Chandler Jones, a perfect complement to a fellow Pro Bowl pass rusher and Max Crosby. So we'll see. The Raiders are good on – they should be improved on defense, but I think it's a question mark. One final thing. It's a caveat. The Raiders had five walk-off wins last year, five. One-score games that has a tendency to also reverse the next year. So buyer beware. Now, this really surprised me. Odds to win the NFL MVP. People are betting Josh Allen, he's 7-1. People are betting Mahomes, 9-1. You got the usual suspects. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow. 
If you think Matt Stafford can repeat last year, he's 15 to 1. Dak Prescott, 16 to 1. Jalen Hurts, 18 to 1. Derek Carr, 22 to 1. You ever heard of this guy? Deshaun Watson, 25 to 1. Lamar Jackson, 25 to 1. Debo Samuel, 50 to 1. What's the moral of the story? There's a guy who went from 200 to 1 to 60 to 1 to 50 to 1, and now he's taken more action than Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady combined per Caesars. His name, wait for it, Trey Lance. Trey Lance of the 49ers has taken more action to win the 23 NFL MVP than Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady combined. Good luck, ladies and gentlemen. Be careful. Drive safely on the way out. If you're going to bet Trey Lance, I think you're going to need a lot of luck. But, hey, stranger things that happen, I just can't name any of them. That's going to do it for this edition of Straight Out of Vegas. Coming up, Fox Sports Sunday and Fox Sports Radio. Keep it locked right here. I'm Bernie Fratto. This is Fox Sports Radio. There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Bring spring color inside this season with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the Bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake or a splash of Amazon jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass or accent your bedroom with sunrise-inspired colors like coral cloud and dark crimson. Let your creativity bloom this spring with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. 